1: Everybody, we are live. The Parkinson Spiegel Show. Strange twists and turns with the guys over there on the Parkinson Spiegel Show. Afternoons on the score. We're having a little fun.
2: So we'll talk some White Sox, Bob Nightingale's story coming up at 4 o'clock. Also a big endorsement for Pedro Grafal, one hour from now. Speaks is 17th favorite ball player of his last 30 years in Chicago. It's been a lot of fun going down memory lane with that list. We're doing it every day at 445. But you said there's a new measurable for defensive catchers, and that's a thing that the game is kind of evolving with right now, especially when we know that Robot... Umpires are coming in soon, so framing is going to be an obsolete skill in the next year or so.
1: Yes, and yet when we talk about catchers, there's a bunch of different aspects of it. So the folks over at Baseball Savant, who have done incredible work, um, obviously over the last decade or whatever, um, came up with a stat cast metric to express the demonstrated skill of catchers at preventing wild pitches or past balls through tracking every single pitch since 2020 via StatCast, they figure out each pitch is assigned a probability of being a pass ball or wild pitch based upon all sorts of inputs and which catchers have done the best. So there's I get into the nitty-gritty, but it doesn't matter. Suffice to say, you can go crazy on this if you want. If you want to watch every pitch that was caught by Sean Murphy of the Oakland A's before the trade – To the Braves, you're welcome to to do that. I mean, I
2: got plans, but otherwise it was going to be the next thing on my to-do list. You
1: could trust them for the shorthand and look at the best pitchers all the way down, best catchers all the way down to the worst catchers, at blocking balls that could be a wild pitch or a pass ball. Number one from last year is Adley Rutschman, the rookie on the Orioles. Number one by a lot. And that makes sense with... Word of mouth and anecdotal. And if you watch that guy, he's freaking great at that particular skill. Apparently, via the measurable, he is the best in baseball.
2: So let's just use it. So, wait, should we let's do the Chicago catchers? Yeah. And but we can start on the Cubs compared to Wilson Contreras.
1: Yeah, because Wilson Contreras on this list is mm, pretty far down Wilson Contreras is below his brother William he is at number 56 of all catchers in MLB at preventing wild pitches or passed balls right
2: because this but it's not this is not an all-encompassing defensive metric no nope. it's not about the arm or anything like that no. it's just it's just about preventing wild pitches or pass balls. right okay. it's just
1: that component of catching
2: okay um, 56th in baseball for Wilson Contreras,
1: right? Uh, 13th in baseball last year, Tucker Barnhart 23rd in baseball last year, Jan Gomes. So if the Cubs are perhaps, so using, not
2: since 2020, just last year, right? Okay. If the
1: Cubs are perhaps using their own proprietary metric to look at this, or maybe now they're they're saying we got better at, at that skill at that skill among anything else with, with both catchers. Yep. Okay.
2: Um, Where's Yasmani Grandal?
1: Well, before you get to Yasmani Grandal, you get to Sebi Zavala. Sebi Zavala is number 19 on this list. So I don't know if that makes sense to. You, the White Sox fans, if you feel like Zavala is that good at blocking potential wild pitches or past balls.
3: Yeah, generally, yeah. I think he showed a lot last year that he can be a dependable number two catcher. He was a positive war player, I believe, last year. So, mm-hmm. yeah, he did a nice job uh, filling in for Grandal, who was hurt a lot.
1: Yes. Um, and it's then, also
2: by comparison to Grandal, he looked elite back there.
1: Yes, he did.
2: Right? Like I mean, because it, that, it felt like a huge upgrade. But, I mean, that, that would suggest he's just slightly above average among – you know, starting catchers in baseball. Um, Not yeah, that he was a starter.
1: Although this has all the backups mixed in, well, too. Well, right,
2: because Contreras was 56. But I'm just saying, right. but, but like, he, so he would be a starting caliber catcher by this metric alone.
1: Yeah, I mean, looking at this, looking at the people above Zavala at 19, I see a couple backups. Yeah. You know, Danny Jansen, Jacob Stallings, Tomas Nito, uh, guys like that. So, um, so yeah, there's there's some backups. There, So, yeah. So where do we have to go to get to Yasmani Grandal as a blocker of wild pitches and or pass balls? Well, we have to go one from the bottom. Grandal is 65th out of 66 at this particular skill when it comes to being a catcher. And I always think about what Steve Stone has said many times. He's referenced Rick Dempsey, his catcher in Baltimore, that he knew... With the bases loaded or a man on third, he could still throw that slider in the dirt and Dempsey would stop it. And that affected his confidence and ability to do whatever he needed to do the entire at bat in a very positive way. So imagine being a White Sox pitcher, being afraid that a ball in the dirt could get by Grandal and cost you a run.
2: Yeah, Stoney's line about Grandal was he prefers his catchers be able to catch the ball, which, you know. He's old school. It's a little harsh. Yeah. Yeah. He has very, very high standards uh, for the position. So
1: I'll sort from 2020 all the way through 2022 while you're thinking about this. Well, yeah. tell
2: us who number 66
3: is. that's, oh. uh, that's all I'm thinking about.
1: <laughs> MJ Melendez of the Kansas City Royals. Other guys in the oh, bottom. Oh. Eric. Ha- couldn't coach him up. <laughs> <laughs> Eric Haas, Joey Bart, Mike Zanino. Uh, Jorge Alfaro who still doesn't have a job I believe. Look at that, James McCann all the way down to 58. So he wasn't necessarily great at that either.
3: Well it was just w- one season, right? So Grand of salt with some of these because a lot of those guys were injured Grandall with a bad back. He's yes. not good. I'm not saying he's good, but I'm, he's not 65 out of 66 bad because he had a bad back and bad knees Well, so that,
2: that's what I was going to ask, Danny. So, so I, from 2020 to last year where is Grandall?
1: So I'm looking. There's a lot more catchers, obviously. That makes sense.
2: But yeah, control F Grandal.
1: Uh, 91st uh, over the last three years for Yasmani Grandal. <laughs> Does that make you feel better?
3: Well, how many catchers is that? I mean, it's not great, obviously, but it's like it's like 300 catchers. Like, how many are we talking here?
1: Wilson Contreras, 167th over the last three years. Man.
2: Yeah, not good.
1: Not good. Jan Gomes, fourth. Fourth over the last three years. Hmm. So... It, assuming the Cubs care about that kind of thing and have been looking at it, the Jan Gomes signing and eventually letting him do it.
2: Well, because, okay, so, right, well, the,
1: the Cubs... Clear, Tucker Tucker Barnhart, 15th over the last three years.
2: So the Cubs are clearly doing an extreme emphasis on defense.
1: Run prevention, like we talked about run, yesterday. Run,
2: run prevention, yes. Um... When the White Sox talk about needing Grandal to, you know, return to form.
1: It's offensive.
2: They're talking offense. Absolutely. And we've talked a lot about how much Eloy is going to play in right. How many games do you think Grandal is catching?
1: Um, I think, I a mean, a lot, right? I think a lot. I think a lot. He also likes to.
2: Well, no, I, I know, but that, so I And he's, just, good at,
1: I, he's good at certain aspects of it. He's good at the communication and talking to pitchers and,
2: and the framing.
1: Uh, and the framing,
2: right? The framing is the thing he's probably most lauded yes. for. But and that's but that's a skill that's going to be obsolete again by by next year. Yeah. But and he's but also they just need him to be good this year. He's
1: also a good dude in all those ways. Like that that thing that the White Sox released with Kopech and Ethan Katz and Grandal talking together. It's like it's clear that Grandal is part of building their confidence and all of that.
2: Right. But so, yeah, but I'm just thinking about like when, so they say he's going to, they need him to return to form. They're talking offensive. Mm -hmm. So they have just conceded if he starts a hundred games at catcher. Uh, Yeah. Right. That's a lot. Yeah. I mean, yeah, but, but you've got Eloy as your primary DH. Yeah. uh, Vaughn, obviously your primary first baseman, (laughs) right? I mean, he, he's going to, he's going to start. He's good. They need him as bad in the lineup. They need his OBP. In, in the lineup?
1: And he's one of those guys who ought to be helped by the shift rules. Um, the Athletic put out a thing today of, like, the player on every team that's going to benefit the most from the new rules. And Fegin wrote the White Sox part, and he said Grandal. Grandal said that as you're coming up in baseball, they're telling you to hit these low-line drives. Then all of a sudden, they start taking that away from you, and you're kind of trying to reinvent yourself all over again. We made it. We're out of it. Is Grandal's reaction to the shift rules going away?
2: Yeah. Well, until he sees a left fielder come line up right behind the. <laughs> the, the, the no, no,
3: Theo's going to run out there and stop it.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I like that visual a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Who is that?
2: Theo's made way too much money and has way too much power to have to run any, anywhere. He'll send a deputy out there. <laughs> He's He's going to buzz Jed. I was going to say he can't send Jed anymore. Yeah,
1: he could. You think so? Yeah. Yeah, Jed's like, oh, again. I'm done being hazed. He's going to text Jed and say, can I borrow Carter? (laughs) Yeah. yeah.
2: (laughs) Who's (laughs) your designated runner now? What's his name? (laughs) Carter, Callum, what's his name? Just have him run Seriously. over there.
1: Seriously, I mean, we make jokes, but that's how it works. Scott Harris was the guy who they used to send to go get cake. Yeah, the you know? cake guy. And now he's the he's the president of baseball ops for the what Detroit Tigers. They're all
2: bros.
1: They're all, you know. They,
2: the cake guy <laughs> is running the Tigers. Yeah, what they call their frat, what do they call it? Oh, I forget. It was something really. Something awful. Really broy like. Yeah. Phi Gamma Strike Zone, or it was like something so ridiculous. Oh my god! Do you remember
1: though? You remember what I'm talking about, I right? Do. They had,
2: they had their house. They yeah. called. They had it was it was three Greek words hyphenated together.
1: Phi Sinapla.
2: Phi Sinapla. Yeah, t-
1: in 2004, exactly. <laughs> exactly.
2: I remember. Shane
1: is cringing so hard I right know when now. When you
3: guys say it? like, I've heard that term before, but it never sounded so nerdy uh, as when you guys
1: just said it right. Phi Sinapla.
2: Yeah. <laughs> and I mean, but like to their credit, yeah. They all ended up being huge big timers who ra- run franchises and have rings on their finger.
1: Well, that's true. So
2: you know what I mean. Like, at least they don't just like end up like working in accounting.
1: And they were listening to a lot of the White Stripes, a lot of Seven Nation Army.
2: Sure, you know, and whatever you got to do to justify it. <laughs> fi sign up player. Uh, so Tony La Russa's taking notes with Jerry at White Sox camp, but there was more in the Bob Nightingale piece that I felt was uh, worthy of discussion as it relates to the, the culture of a present-day big league ball club. It's next on The Score.
0: We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof?